Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite Queen's Claim Your Career Crown podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I'm joined by our very special guest, Kelly O'Keefe. And Kelly and I have an amazing conversation in store for you because we're going to be talking about the link between burnout and feeling undervalued. So how many of us have not felt like that at least once in our lives? I'm going to tell you a little bit about Kelly. Kelly, of course, has her MBA, is an entrepreneur, and she is focused on helping women empower themselves economically. She is the founder and CEO of Empowered Engagement, the research and consultative agency whose mission is to support and empower those identifying as women in business by providing them with the information, tools, and strategies for success. Kelly is passionate about helping women thrive economically because beyond personal, and that is, it's truly beyond personal for her. She understands that as women rise as leaders in business, the economics for mothers, children, and caretakers greatly improves. Our GDP also rises absolutely as women take on leadership roles and social responsibility increases and communities thrive. It's the whole package. Kelly's background includes working for technology firms such as IBM and Gartner and a publicly traded customer experience firm where she spearheaded nearly 15% of her company's total annual revenue as a leader of a 300-person global sales team. So shout out for that sales leadership um, correlation there. And along that journey, Kelly worked to improve her income by 10 times in 12 years, earned her master's in business administration, and was ranked as the number one performing woman in her company as a revenue generator twice in her career, and has worked with leaders ranging from Fortune 500 CEOs to managers of small companies. Kelly resides in Atlanta, Georgia with her husband, and here she is. Kelly, (laughs) welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here today. Hi, Lynn. Thank you for the introduction. I appreciate being being with you today. So thanks for having me on. Well, this is going to be a really powerful discussion. And for those of you who are joining us for that very first time, make sure you never miss an episode of Claim Your Career Crown by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love the show and you love what we're doing, please leave us a five-star review and share it with someone who will Welcome that opportunity to hear the show. All right. So Kelly, let's sort of dive in because, you know, there was this incredible career that you've had to date, and now you've launched this new career. And I'm really curious, what inspired you to get started? Sure. So um, it's so funny because I, I dreamed about, you know, moving up in business and just one foot in front of the other, you know, you just, the harder you work the more you get promoted up the chain and um, very, I envisioned a very linear career um, in my life. And, um, and as so many of us have experienced with COVID and, and personal situations in our lives, sometimes what we envision isn't always the path that we take. And so that really, you know, rang true for me. So I spent 15 years building my sales career. Um, I graduated from the university of Georgia, go dogs. I, um, 
you know, went to work for a tech staffing firm and then uh, moved uh, moved on to get my graduate degree. And as you spoke about, worked for some some really amazing companies. I, I moved out west um, and worked in Silicon Valley and 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 came back and to Atlanta where I reside now. But I always, you know, tried to take on more responsibility. Moved to a company that. I knew my my skills were valued, um, and I had great experiences. I was so, you know, lucky to have experienced some really amazing sales training programs, and um, and meet some incredible people as well as clients um, and managers as well. Um, but what happened um, really for me in the past year or two is I've gone on a, a fertility journey. So when I was um, 35, I got married. So I, I had, you know, prioritized my career, like so many women of the millennial generation and, um, decided to get married actually to my, my business school bestie, as I call him, um, my wonderful husband. And so we embarked on, you know, looking to have a family and, um, and in that journey, we were not successful. And, and I think more women should talk about that, but it actually, um, has, you know, was really taking a lot out of me, um, um, health wise. Right. So I, you know, pretty healthy individual and, and thought I could handle, you know, a a lot of stress. I was managing a global team. I was traveling globally until COVID hit. And, um, you know, I just really was not, my body was not healthy enough. So my doctor, um, when I turned 38 said, Kelly, you know, you're, you're going to have to make a decision. (laughs) you cannot sustain these global hours and get healthy enough to continue on this fertility journey successfully. And so I really had to make a decision. Um, luckily I had wonderful training from the university of Georgia's MBA program and had, had taken some classes on entrepreneurship and decided, you know what, working for myself is really what I need to lean into doing. And so once I made the big decision to j- take the leap out of corporate um, in September of 2022, I, I first really took a breath and started reading everything I could get my hands on in terms of millennial women post-COVID What challenges are we facing? What are successful women doing to overcome those challenges? How are they navigating their careers. And that's when I really said, you know what, starting my own business is what I want to do. And I want to support other women in the process. So here I am. Yeah. Well, here you are and how lucky for us. And, you know, and this sort of leads into all the research that you did into our topic today about the link between burnout and feeling undervalued. Um, Could you share uh, some information about how that, that, that concept and that that, that, you know, this came to light for you and how you're addressing it. Sure. Um, well, um, I personally felt burnout and I think the French call it le burnout. Um, when I was in France, I saw stickers and just thought that was the cutest thing. Um, so everyone experiences this from time to time, right? I think COVID exacerbated this. We all know that, um, some people handle it, you know, people handle it in a variety of ways. For me, I did not recognize I was burned out. And so, you know, I wore it as a badge of honor that I could manage 
many different things at once. Um, I always responded very, very quickly to, to things. I would work late at night. I was on with Europe early in the morning. Um, and I really, you know, had bought into this idea of work-life integration, which I still do to some degree. Um, but my boundaries were not, um, I didn't recognize that I needed stronger boundaries. Um, and so what happened was I was really faced with this ultimatum, right? My, my body just wasn't healthy enough. Um, and so, you know, I really had to kind of, you know, course correct and go into a, a line of work working for myself that I can have super strong boundaries with, with my work and my, um, in my, um, my personal life. And so anyway, I think recognizing that your burnout and the, and the symptoms that burnout has, you know, a lot of corporate environments, um, and, and managers and people, you know, really want to appear as if they can take on all the stress in the world. And that's a badge of honor when in reality, you know, managing that stress and having an avenue to manage that stress, as well as strong boundaries, enable you to sustain, stress and work in high stress environments for longer periods of time. So, you know, I think number one is really recognizing when your body may not be healthy enough to fight off, um, you know, sickness or, you know, you, you are not, you know, sleeping well and you know, all the things that our doctors are telling us, you know, pay it, pay attention to that because, um, it's no longer necessarily a badge of honor, really honor yourself and your body and, and, and recognize that you're burnout. Um, number one. So, you know, yes, thank you. (laughs) Interrupt you because I'm just like all anxious to dive in. So when you work with women, is this something that comes up? And if so, um, do you have a specific process that you walk them through on how to really recognize or to address burnout and, and those feelings of being undervalued? Sure. So, you know, one thing that we look at is level of satisfaction. Um, you know, there are five main areas that women report feeling challenged in, in this business climate, particularly millennial women. That's who, that's who I study. Um, you know, first off is, is a term called access discrimination. So being able to work on the work that you want to work on, if you're dead set on, because, you know, managing a PL and managing your own business unit. Are you hearing about opportunities to manage that? Um, or do you qualify? Do you even know what the steps are to get there to qualify? So really, you know, making sure you have access to the next step in your career or the few next few steps up, like, you know, exactly what's expected and how to get there. A lot of women report that they don't have clarity on that. And that affects how they feel valued as an employee. Um, it also, you know, directly is filtered into their level of frustration, which in turn um, will lead to burnout. So it's something to be aware of if you're leading a company or managing employees or or have women on your payroll. The second um, area is what I call obliviousness, but can also be called uh, microaggressions. So women are, are really dealing with, you know, being, you know, uh, I'll say, you know, just the cliche note taker in a meeting or being taken for someone much younger or not being respected at the level that they feel they should be. Um, And so that, you know, what that does is that also 
as we measure uh, frustration, I think someone in, in history has termed frustration really is the difference between expectations and reality. So that space in between is where we get frustrated. So if we're continually being mistaken for someone at a much that's much younger, much lower level, um, you know, a lot of times women, women on average are 60, over 60% of women have a bachelor's degree or number of bachelor's degrees are earned by women. So we're very well educated this generation and we're just not being recognized a lot of times for our um, our knowledge and our level and our skill set. So I think making sure that, you know, um, that we are, you know, we have the confidence and we have to push back and say, well, actually, you know, that's out of the scope of my role as vice president, but, you know, I, I will make sure it gets done. We do have a team that does that. I would suggest that you consult with them or however you'd like to handle it. Um, but I do think it's it's a main concern for women in the millennial generation that leads to burnout. The wage gap, number three, um, we know it exists. It's it's getting smaller, but it's still substantial. Negotiation is a huge um, issue. And Lynn, you've talked about this so much in your career. And this is why I agree with you wholeheartedly that having a background in sales is so beneficial when it comes to standing up for yourself, what you're, what you're worth. Um, because really all, all a wage or salary is, is what a company deems you to earn, right. Or, or how they see your value. If you see your value and your contributions as much higher, well, there's a way to structure that argument. And I think that, you know, building a business case, citing market conditions, citing, you know, comp- comparable roles and, you know, going out interviewing for other companies and see how much they're paying, you know, just understanding what the market is to bear for your skill set and how you're valued in the market will help you understand, okay, is my company valuing me how I feel I should be um, valued monetarily or not? Um, you know, being compensated, when people are compensated at a higher rate, they do more, right? Because they don't feel as burned out. So um, that's that's really, you know, the third main pillar. Flexibility is key. I call that, the, you know, our fourth pillar. I believe that this is really the defining factor of our time is um, the ability to have a flex schedule. We've got so many amazing Women with just, you know, I call it the brain drain because they're brain draining out for every three directors. I read a stat the other day um, for every three female directors during and post COVID, we saw an exodus of two of them out of the company um, just due to not having flexibility. If the kids are sick and they can't go to daycare, whatever. And so that's a challenge that I believe a care, the character of a company, how they address flexibility is def- is how their character of a company is defined. And I'm sure there's a much more eloquent way to say that, but basically, you know, if a company wants women in its workforce and they value um, the retention of women in their workforce, they will find a way to retain those women. And what we require is flexibility and control over our schedule. Nobody else is going to pick up the kid from school if the babysitter's sick. It's mama, Right. So I think we have to consider that um, because we have so many highly capable women that have worked 15 years plus and know the industry, know the job so well. And all of a sudden having to choose between, 
you know, staying at home or being at work, that's antiquated. Um, and, and it's, you know, we all know we've got to get there. So I think how companies are responding to this is really the definition of their character right now, because we saw how quickly companies switched to remote work um, to maintain profitability during the pandemic. You've got a segment of, you know, employees here and female leadership that have proven themselves to be highly, highly capable and profitable individuals. I mean, we look at women and leaders Women um, as corporate leaders are on average, their divisions perform 25% better than males. So we're not, you know, we're not asking for something that's not fair here. I think we we absolutely prove um, on on the the most part where we stand on that. Lastly, I coach women with um with with value and recognition, but it's all tied into the previous four components that I talked about earlier. If you are not feeling as if you're valued, you have to look at the data points of how your company is handling situations. When when you're reporting out or you're communicating that you're not feeling valued, if you're not, um, if your name is not on the on the screen and you've earned it and you know you've earned it and you're speaking up about it and your company is not acknowledging this and correcting it, then you need to go look for a different environment. It's all about how your company responds and how you respond, right? So that's that's what we focus on. Yeah. Yeah. No, that it's absolutely brilliant. So, you know, I have a, a new question for you. And because after hearing all this and the, the process and everything that you go through and your methodology, you know, is there something that you've encountered that you find holds women back that's um, that's common. That's that just that just overwhelmingly you you see it over and over again. Yes, hands down. You know, if we take it, everyone has some degree of imposter syndrome. I think we've all got that. Managing imposter syndrome, we we're all managing through it, right? What I'm zeroing in on and and seeing a trend with is, you know, really women saying. It's a form of imposter syndrome, or it's an element of imposter syndrome that's like, well, you know, I'm I'm I've done sales for 15 years, but you know, some of these things that that I think I can bring to the table, I mean, they're kind of common sense. Everybody knows these. Everybody does not know what you know. I'm here to tell you. And one way that women can really overcome this is taking skills assessments, personality tests. So you can see cold, hard data that says you are great in X, Y, Z. <laughs> because when we see that, then we go, oh, you know what? My strengths do lie there. Um, and that kind of helps us overcome some of this imposter syndrome because what you know is not common sense. Right. So. No, absolutely. And I think that's very true and how you can and there's a whole piece on, you know, how to overcome imposter syndrome. There's different levels of the degree of it and um, really diving into that. We actually have a pre-class on how to overcome imposter syndrome on our website. Perfect. So I love that comment. And uh, there is a, so much that ties into that, your mindset and a growth mindset. Um, and it's like anything else, this is going to be a learned process and skill uh, for you to move forward. So I'm really curious, what would your take be on uh, as we're for the audience who's tuned in, 
and they're feeling like they're, they're close to burnout or they, they feel undervalued, what's an action that they can take, you know, today, tomorrow, this week to help them change the landscape? Absolutely. So one thing that I learned in my, my master's program that I carry with me today is at all times, people and companies are sending signals. You are sending a signal to your employer through your credentials, your resume, the projects that you take on of, you know, I am capable. I want to be, I want to be moved up. I am, you know, I have the skill set to move into leadership or to move up in leadership. So you're, you're doing all those things, right? Pay attention. If those signals that you're sending out, like, you know, getting, getting higher credentials, applying for the, you know, bigger job, making connections, asking for the job, asking for your raise, you're sending those signals out. How are those signals being received? Are they, you know, is your environment um, willing to have a discussion with you about those things? Are they willing to consider your signals? Do they see your signals as, um, you know, applicable to to what they're looking for? And and is it met with warmth or are your signals being ignored? Conversely, the mission and the signals that your employer is sending out, including their mission, their values, their, you know, open jobs, what they're looking for in leaders, did those match with the signals that you sent out? So I think you really have to take a cold, hard look at, are the credentials that I'm getting aligning with what my company is looking for? If so, and nothing's happening, you've got to ask yourself why. If, you know, if you bring it up and still nothing happens, you need to go look for other environments. If things are matching, great, take that, run with it, have the confidence to move forward because you are what they're looking for in that case. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that is a terrific piece of advice for everyone who tuned in. And Kelly, thank you so much for sharing the link between burnout and feeling undervalued. And I know that our listeners have been as fascinated as I have been, and they're going to want to know more about you and where they can find you. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on, Lynn. I love to speak about this. I love to help women and companies that want to support women in their environment. Um, You can find me on LinkedIn. My name is Kelly um, O'Keefe, K-E-L-L-E-Y, O apostrophe, K-E-E-F-F-E. So Send me a message on LinkedIn if something resonated with you. LinkedIn, feel free to connect. All my information's on my page. Um, so appreciate um, everyone's attention. Thank you. Yeah, and absolutely. And that link will be right below. So she Kelly is just one click away. Make it super simple for you. And this has been such an informative discussion. And for those of you who tuned in, thank you so much. And if you have ideas that you'd like to share, please leave us a comment below. We love hearing your thoughts and we will reply. And if you would have a specific question or would like to suggest a topic for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at petitequeen.com. And to stay current on all of our insightful advice, our breakthrough advantages, and wonderful episodes like the one today with Kelly, you can sign up for our weekly wisdoms newsletter and you won't miss a thing. 
And once again, thank you everyone for tuning in. And Kelly, thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Lynn. It's a pleasure.